Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. God bless you for being here on Football Sunday. Let's have a little fun before I preach. Is that okay? Oh, let me ask you another question. Is it okay to have fun serving God? I've always said if you're not having fun living for God, you're doing something wrong. So what's your point? See me. I'm going to help you. Okay, let's do this. Your favorite football team, get it in your head. Okay? At the count of three, I want you to shout out your favorite football team. Okay? One, two, three. Okay, okay. What crazy fool said Raiders? I, I mean, what fan said... And Chris, you guys wait outside while I preach. I don't want to be distracted in the spirit. Watch the YouTube blink. You can be dismissed. Okay, one more thing. Regarding the Rams or the Bengals, shout out who you want to win at the count of three, okay? Get it in your head. One, two, three. All right, you two, no fist fighting. No, no, no. This is just a game. Quit fighting. I don't need marriage counseling next week. It's just a game. This is for fun. Now what I want you to do, at the count of three, I want you to shout the greatest name that's greater than any other. One, two, three. Jesus! Come on, shout it again. Jesus! One more time. Jesus! Woo! Praise God. While you're standing... The New Living Translation renders Romans 14 and 7 like this. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Paul boils it down to just a couple things in life. Goodness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. I'm going to preach to you this morning for a little bit on this title, Inside These Walls. Heavenly Father, help me once again that I come to service your people, the needs, the hearts, the spirits, the concerns, and the fears, that the prophetic, profound, spoken word of God would pierce any facade of humanity, God, and we would open up our hearts, and you will love somebody today. We'd open up our spirits and you would draw nigh to us. We'd lend an ear to the voice of God in the midst of chaos and hustle and bustle and the busyness, God, all the static and chatter. I come against that today that a small, still voice will penetrate to every spirit. Those that are watching online, God, that you would leverage technology. Love somebody in a hospital bed, a couch, a chair. I pray that this spirit, God, is not quarantined to Old Town Temecula, but that the preaching 
will save lives and it will challenge lives. Use me for a few minutes under the unction of the Holy Ghost. I ask this in Jesus' name. If you agree with me, would you shout amen? Amen, amen. amen. God bless you for being here. You can be seated this morning. Some Super Bowl fun facts that I came across I thought were interesting was this. Today, a 30-second commercial in the Super Bowl was starting at $6.5 million. An estimated attendance, according to the, the statistics and the analytics, is 117 million sports fans are expected to watch the Super Bowl. Amazing. This event in SoFi, just a few miles west of us, that all the eyes are going to be on that, and that somebody for 30 seconds, the deep pockets of corporate America, could just shell out $6.5 million. It's an amazing event. Yesterday I was curious and see, hey, well, I wonder if I could afford to go to the Super Bowl, and I realized the cheapest seat in the nosebleed, $3,153. The cheapest seat in the nosebleed. Bring your binoculars, bring your telescope, bring whatever you got so you can see them play. I quickly realized that I'm not going to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Number one, I got to preach, and then I got to get across to Inglewood, then I got to park. Oh, yeah, we got to pay for this? No, nah, I'm out. But I thought about what people do for something that they're interested in. When you are interested in something, a lot of times you figure out how to make the money work. You figure out how to make the schedule work. You figure out how to free up your calendar. Why? Because it's very interesting, and I want to see what's happening there. The NFL ran a commercial at the 2017 Super Bowl entitled, In These Lines. I want you to watch this. Maybe help me in the sound, boy. Back in the Kansas City locker room where Commissioner Pete Rosell... Inside these lines, we don't have to come from the same place to help each other reach the same destination. No time to waste. Let's work. Inside these lines, we may have our differences, but recognize there's more that unites us. Inside these lines, it's a game of inches. And there's no such thing as an easy yard when you're fighting to move forward. Inside these lines, we're not only defined by our victories, but by the way we handle our defeats. Inside these lines, we can bring out the best in each other. And live united inside these lines. The purpose of the commercial was to show the camaraderie of the NFL saying that when we are in these lines, saying that when we are coming together for an event in a stadium, it was to show you the unity of the NFL. I want to take the spirit of that video commercial and show you what I would call in this church, inside these walls. Every week inside these walls, we release worship. Every week inside these walls. Come on, somebody. Inside these walls, lives are changed. 
Every week inside these walls, marriages are strengthened. People are set free from vices and addiction and the bondage of sin. Where's that? Inside these walls. Well, come on, someone shout inside these walls. Hope is dispensed every Sunday. Love is spread every Sunday inside these walls. Faith is evident inside these walls every Sunday. And can I tell somebody, victory is tangible inside these walls every Sunday. Lives are rescued from torment every Sunday inside these walls. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. I know we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, and I feel the Lord gave me four words of encouragement in the pandemic, not just for me because I'm a pastor, but it's for the people that watch us online, for the people that call this home and call me their pastor. And these simple words were what I learned during the pandemic, and it's true today, my friend. The church always wins. Inside these walls, the church wins. You are a part of the church of the living God. If you're here today, you're a part of what God is doing in this local assembly. If you're streaming online somewhere on a mobile device or a 75-inch screen, you are a part of the digital church that God went to Calvary to save us from our sins, to save us from hell, to populate heaven, my friend. But what happens every Sunday inside these walls is what you cannot get inside any other wall in the country or upon this earth. Why? Because those aren't churches. Those are... Come on, those are imitations. Those are wannabes. How to make you happy for a moment. How to make you feel good. How to bring happiness. But it's not sustainable over your lifetime. Why? Because you've got to be inside these walls. Woo! The famed Vince Lombardi, Green Bay Packers, once said, We run to win, not just to be in the race. I'm a Christian, but not just to be a Christian. I'm an apostolic Christian with apostolic authority, not just to say I'm saved, not just to say my sins have been washed away, not just to say that I've been baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit as the Spirit gave utterance. No, I'm in it to win it, to make a difference, and to help my friends, and to bring peace to somebody that needs peace and to somebody that's hurting. Why? Because I'm not just in the race. We're running to win, my friend. We're populating heaven, and we're sharing about the goodness and the greatness of God. Where? Inside these walls. Every Sunday, inside these walls, we set the stage for an infusion of hope and power every week. People come to this house to be inspired and to worship above their problems and their setbacks. God is for everybody. You may think, I don't know much about the Bible. That's irrelevant if you need a relationship with God. You just got to step up and say, hey, I've done some things I didn't wish I hadn't have done. I should have said no when I should have said yes. I went to a party I should have never went to. I should have stayed at this house instead of I stayed at this house. And maybe you're sitting here and your past is haunting you from your past. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, listen to me. Inside these walls, God resets lives. Inside these walls, God starts fresh. Inside these walls, God begins to make Make a turnaround and a shift. All of us were sinners. All of us have passed. All of mm, come on. All of us have mistakes. But we found inside these walls at an altar of repentance that Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you inside these 
walls. Woo! Inside these walls are the answers to your problems. Inside these walls is strength for your journey. Inside these walls is healing for your body. Inside these walls is salvation for your soul. Inside these walls is peace for your spirit. Inside these walls is happiness for your family. We are called the body of Christ. We're not a club. We're not a group of people for a cause other than Jesus Christ. And had you known some of us before we found Jesus, you would not want to know us. Because God has a way of taking something broken, wounded, hurt, fragile, and putting the bomb of Gilead on it and making us whole and better than we were before. That happens inside these walls. Depression and anxiety are crushed by the Spirit of God inside these walls. People come, God delivers inside these walls. Every Sunday is a Super Bowl experience with God. Every Sunday. Someone shout every Sunday. We never play half-hearted inside these walls because you know what? We're playing for keeps. Every Sunday is valuable. There are no throwaway Sundays. Every Sunday counts inside these walls. So whatever you've been working with and dealing with this last week, this last month during the pandemic, I want to tell somebody that your hope is inside these walls. Where salvation is preached and healing is taught and love is spread. Maybe you've been in a point in your life you didn't feel very lovable, but I'm going to tell you, that the word of God and God and God's people can and will love you. Yes, you are lovable. Come on, someone shout, I'm lovable. Even when you don't feel lovable. I'm valued. Even when you feel you have no value. It's a beautiful thing about Calvary and the church of the living God. God's not dead. He's alive. We sing a song back in my old days. I feel him in my heart. I feel him in my head. I feel him in my feet. I feel him in my hands. God's not dead. He's alive. God touches every aspect of our life. He does not just fill me with his spirit, but he makes me a better person. He, you talk about attitude. Mm, can I preach about attitude for a minute or will I offend someone with a bad attitude? Did you catch that? God touches my spirit. He makes you a better person. Well, what I'm saying is in the light of football Sunday, it happens inside these walls. That the hope that you feel, nobody can and is too far from God, Brother Tony. Nobody. You can bring all your past up here and show me. I'm going to say, that's nothing for God. But what about this? What about this? What about that? That doesn't matter to God. Because at the sight of Calvary, we're all equal. Say, well, they've never done anything wrong. You know what? They still need the blood of Calvary. 
So wherever you are in your walk with God or even your quest in life, you say, I'm not even walking with God. This is the first time I heard this. Well, let me tell you something. You can never get too far from God that the power of Calvary can't reach you and change you and make you new and give you a breath of fresh air of, hey, this is how you live a great life. And when your life is over, you're going to live, can I say it in a Southern style? You're going to live a gooder life. Come on, all the Mississippi people say amen. Alabama. North Carolina, South Carolina, oh, well, Tennessee, come on now. In Tennessee, it gets gooder and gooder. Arkansas, yeah, 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 we'll we'll help you after church. I don't have time to fix that right now, I'm preaching. We'll fix that inside these walls. But, But here's what I want you to know, folks. That God is in this place, and the worship team brought down the power of God. He says, wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, he says, I'm showing up. Boom. That's the word of God. So what I want you to understand this morning is that you are in the presence of God. You say, well, I don't feel God. You know what? You're not tuned in yet. It'd be like a, a musician It'd be like me going to the orchestra, the Philharmonic Orchestra, and I don't know music that good. And some of the, hey, did you hear that? That clarinet's off. Nope, didn't hear it because you don't have a trained ear. Oop, the trumpet guy led too soon. Did you hear that? No. This is beautiful. No, it's not. Sorry. I thought it was beautiful. The point is, I don't have a trained ear. So for you to say, I don't feel God, you probably don't have a trained spirit, but I just want to tell you, I'm a pastor. The spirit of God is here. The spirit that can give you peace, the spirit that can touch your marriage, the spirit that can change the course that you thought you were on, that you could not get off, and God will put an off-ramp right there to get you out of that situation. All you got to do is take the off-ramp. Say, well, I don't see no off-ramp. Well, that's what I'm saying. Hang with the church. Why? Because the church always wins. Inside these walls... There are loving people. Inside these walls is the body of Christ. The video I played to you this morning about the 2027 NFL commercial read this, and I read its script. It said this, Inside these lines, we don't have to come from the same place to help each other reach the same destination. Inside these lines, we have our differences, but we recognize there's more that unites us. Inside these lines, it's a game of inches, and there's no such thing as an easy yard when you're fighting to move forward. Inside these lines, we are not only defined by our victories, but by the way we handle our defeats. Inside these lines, we can bring out the best in each other and live united inside these lines. I rewrote that a little bit for my message entitled, Inside These Walls. Inside these walls, we are not only defined by our struggles, but how we conquer them through God. Inside these walls, we can bring out the best in each other. Inside these walls, you don't have to be raised in church to find a path to Calvary. Inside these walls, we have different personalities. We come from different backgrounds and ethnicities, but we recognize there's more that unites us. Inside these walls, every story matters. Every heart matters. 
Every person matters. Inside these walls, we equip people to discover the life God has designed for them. Inside these walls, we believe the church is open to everyone, period. Inclusive. Incluye. Inclusivo. Everyone. Someone shout everyone. That includes me. That includes my upbringing. That includes my background. That includes my hurts. That includes my anger. That includes my... Everyone. Inside these walls, we live united. So what do you say? I say, stay in church. Because the church always wins. As I kind of come to a close this morning, let me talk to you for just a moment. It's football, so now I'm a big football fan. I get it. The whole nation, maybe other countries are focused on Inglewood, SoFi Stadium. But the next few minutes, just let me get your attention about Jesus. About where do we go from here? What do I do? How do I get saved? Maybe how do I stay saved? How do I repair the damage that was done to me that I was an innocent party? How do I process this? Maybe you're here this morning or you're streaming online. You, you find, I just become an angry person. I don't want to be angry. I, I just, I morphed into a bitter person. I, I don't even know how. It just it was a slow, gradual process, and I'm a bitter person, and I, I find myself hating things. I'm hating people. I struggle with hate. I struggle with fear. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with depression. I struggle with ansia. What now, sir? Great question. Maybe we can just forget about the Super Bowl for a minute. Maybe we can just forget about the path to the Super Bowl and the 70,000 plus fans that are congregating and tailgating right now and throwing the football around the park. What, what, let's just say, hey, what about me? The good thing about that is next week we start a sermon series on family matters and then the next Sunday is you matter. Well, that's nice, sir, but that's two weeks from now. I can't wait. Good question. Good question. The simplest way is to just say, Lord, I need some help. And you begin to talk to God in your heart, in your head, and with your mouth. All three, two of three, one of three. But you're saying, God, I don't want to continue down this path. It's bumpy. It's rocky. It's thorny. It's, it's not, I'm not happy anymore. You see, this is what I know. I just grew up down the street in Vista. I did elementary and middle school in Vista, California. And I remember in second grade, Mrs. Collins, she was mean, man. <laughs> little, little parentheses. One time, my family still makes fun of me, but anyway, that's not uncommon in my household. But anyway, <laughs> Mrs. Collins tied me up with a jump rope while the other kids went out to recess. Now, my family is, well, you probably deserved it. What'd you do? Uh, that's not the compassion I had in mind, but I said I was second grade, eight, eight, eight years old. To be honest, I don't know what I did. Now, I know that's, that's old school discipline in the public school system. 
But I remember in Mrs. Collins' class, oh, she was mean. And I was little, and I was thinking, this lady's like, she's old, right? And she's probably like my age. Mrs. Collins, I'm sorry I called you old when I was an eighth, eight years old. I, please forgive me, Mrs. Collins. But we sat in a circle, and we said, what are we going to be when we grow up? Eight years old, in a circle. What are you going to be? And there, I remember they were lofty. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a veterinarian. Just for the record, I never said, I'm going to be a pastor. Well, <laughs> praise the Lord, little boy. I'm not telling them that. I didn't know that in eighth, second grade. And I forget exactly what I said I was going to do, but we all had these lofty goals. I was eight years old. I'm 61 now, and so what is that? 53 years later, Pastor Nolan, where are we all? I sat in a circle. What are we all doing now, 53 years later? Well, Mrs. Collins, I know you're probably dead, but I became a pretty good kid, even though you tied me up with a jump rope. <laughs> but Mrs. Collins, your discipline might have helped me. Mrs. Collins. Ooh, Mrs. Collins. I, I PTSD from Mrs. Collins. But where did we all end up? I don't, are we all living? How do you track them down? The point is we all expect life to be perfect. And now you fast forward the clock ahead from you when you were eight years old. I'm 54 years on the other side. Some of you are 12, 18, 20, 60. The point is life doesn't turn out like we think it's supposed to. Things happen. We make decisions, a combination thereof. And so today on this beautiful Super Bowl Sunday, I'm preaching to a bunch of people that used to be in second grade and had lofty ideas of the way life was going to turn out. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be the president of the United States. But where have we all ended up? With hurt, pain, brokenness, scars, wounded, emotions. And all I'm saying today, my friend, inside these walls is the reset bomb of Gilead that you're looking for. Because once you become a part of a local church, the church always wins because God gave his life for the church, and that's you and I. So God's not going to give his life in vain. The church will win no matter what. The challenge is i got to get in the church, and I have to stay in the church. If the church wins, I'm never leaving. I don't always win. You don't always win. But the church always wins. The point is, God knows how to put lives together that are wounded, bruised, and broken. And can we give him an offering of praise for that? Stand with me if you could this morning, please. I want to pray for you. And I'm going to ask our pastoral to come down, staff to come down masked up. Let's respect everybody with our masks as you pray. And if, if you need an anointing in your life, they're going to have oil, anointed oil. If you're here this morning and you need prayer because you were sick and hey, I didn't get a chance to be prayed for, I'm not feeling too good. Maybe, hey, I need a prayer. I have anxiety. I'm, I'm worried about something. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I'm going to pray for us and I'm just going to simply ask you, just come down and our pastoral staff will be here. They'll anoint you with oil and they'll pray the prayer of faith and they'll start the reset process in your life. But listen to me. 
The first step is yours. It's not God's. His first step was at Calvary. So everybody can step. Everybody can walk. Everybody can move. So I'm going to pray for you right now. If you're streaming online, I want you just to listen to me. I know you can't get to the altar. You're streaming on your devices. But I want you to close your eyes and picture that you're standing right here in front of me. And I'm going to ask God to send ministering angels to, watch me now, to you. To you. To you and to you. And to you. And that you will know inside these walls I felt something. Inside these walls I got a little emotional. Inside these walls I felt like something told me in my head I could make it. That's the voice of God. Heavenly Father, I come to the throne of God humbly representing a host of people on this football Sunday that have come, God, to hear the word and to worship and to believe in you. But, Lord, there's just some bruises and some lacerations and some hurts and some unforgiveness and some anger and some bitterness that may loom in the hearts of some people, God. And you went to Calvary. And by the authority of the word and that apostolic ministry would work through me as an apostolic pastor to, to broker a relationship from heaven to earth that I would help shepherd the process into a hurting soul today a soul that's sick a family that's fractured a marriage that has been cracked a mind that has been tormented but God I ask that your ministering angels you would dispatch an abundance of them into this house and to those that are streaming at their IP address God that those angels would find them and that the love of God would hold them tight and wipe away their tears and hold them and confirm the spoken word today. The church always wins and lives win when they're in the church. Help us, God. Order our steps. Rebuke the devourer and love me back to a healthy life and relationship with you. I bless the prayer to every hearer in the house and online. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.